Good morning, everyone. Welcome to First Baptist Church. Happy last day of 2023, everybody. All right. It is a great day to praise the Lord all year, every day. Amen. Let's stand and praise him together.
morning? Huh? Do you have a song, a new song in your heart? I'll tell you what, the Lord is so good. And in spite of what happens, we always praise his holy name. And we've got several people who we need to remember in special prayer today. Uh, first of all, Bobby, good to have you back. So sorry about the loss of your dad and uh, glad everything went well down there though. And Addison uh, needs our prayers. So not feeling well, she's at home. Rachel was going to be here. She's at home. So we need to pray for her. Uh, not feeling well. Darlene, where's Darlene Platt? Her brother passed away, so we need to be praying for the family there. And um, Mrs. Snyder, Grandma Snyder was going to, you're watching, Mrs. Snyder. I know you are. You said you were going to watch on Facebook or YouTube, so we welcome you and we want to pray for you this morning. I wonder if someone else has special requests. You might raise your hand. And I'm going to ask you, that I see several hands, go ahead and be seated. Let me pray for these hands and for these names. Our Father in heaven, we're so grateful and thankful, Lord, for the fact that you are a sovereign God. No matter what happens, Lord, you're always in control. Sometimes it seems like life is just spinning out of control, but you're always there to calm things down and to sort things out. And Father, one of these days, it's all going to be over. All of that stuff is going to be over with. And you're going to be ruling and reigning forever and ever. And we'll be with you because of our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Lord, we come to you this morning confessing that we are sinners and so sorry for that. Lord, we pray that we would repent in this year and that we would start the new year with a completely clean slate spiritually, that we would uh, dedicate ourselves to walk in your knowledge and in your holiness. Father, we, uh, we just thank you so much for answering so many prayers, and we asked for all of these. We just read their names, and then the hands that were raised, you know what those needs are. God, we pray that you would be mighty and strong in everyone's life, and Lord, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for what you do for us. We thank you for the opportunity to meet today in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. amen. So, hey, you are the brave souls. Baptists don't usually go out in the rain like this because they're afraid of being sprinkled, and that's unscriptural. <laughs> Uh, they, they believe in full immersion, so if you want that, go down to the beach and stand there for about two or three minutes, and you'll be fully immersed. Uh, w- welcome to everybody. If you are a first-time guest, I know we've got some folks visiting from out of town, maybe some from in town here, in the f- seat back in front of you are these cards, connection cards. We would love for you to do us a favor. Please take one of those, fill it out, and then at the end, give it to us, or we have a uh, box on a stand right back by the double doors, and you could go ahead and, and put that in there. And if you fill this out and give us the information, we will send you a Starbucks card uh, just for being here at First Baptist Church. Also, again, welcome Facebook and YouTube. We're so glad to have you here. Hope you get a chance to come down and be with us. Today, preaching on Out with the Old and In with the New. And no, Margie, it doesn't mean you have to leave. Uh, <laughs> She said, she, she said, do I have to, she said she was very offended because it said out with the, oh, come on. Now, I'm the bad guy. You said it, and I'm the bad guy. Oh, man. It's my mom. It's okay. She likes uh, it. Yeah, okay. 
Military meal for all active military will be on the patio after services. End of year giving must be postmarked by today. <clears throat> and trustee nominations are open. So if you, there's somebody that you believe would be uh, perhaps a, a good person to consider for that office and they're willing to serve, then go ahead and turn that nomination in. But check with them first. Monday, New Year's Day, don't do anything tonight I wouldn't do. I'm going to be riding along with the cops. So if you want to do that, uh, if we pick you up, we will ride you right into the, yeah. Uh, Tuesday, no navigators this week. Wednesday, no BSF this week. Uh, they'll both start next week again. This week, though, Friday's Lady Bible Study, the new one. New one from 10 o'clock till 12. And what is the name of it? Fearless. Fearless. All right. So come on and be part of that. Ladies, it's not too late to sign up and make sure you're here. Saturday, men's breakfast. That'll be at 8 o'clock. If you can come early to set up about 7 or so, we'd appreciate it. Uh, we have a good time. We have a great time, actually. And then next Sunday, 10 a.m., a, a biblical worldview on debt. Debt is really 21st century slavery in the United States of America. So we're going to talk about a biblical worldview of debt. Uh, so maybe something you've never heard or never heard in church before, uh, but I hope you'll come be with us and bring people with you. We'll also be observing communion, the Lord's willing, <clears throat> next Sunday morning. Is that it? Almost everything, huh? I got one more thing to say. Annabelle, would you come down here, please? Huh? And the table leaders for the ladies' tea, would you come down here? Yeah, the table ladies who were leaders, come on down. Come on, you know who you are. I sure don't. <laughs> I'm liable to get in trouble if I point out who you are. So come on down, come on down. Put Annabelle right here and flank her, okay? And, and Mrs. Bays has a special... Uh, award for her. And Miss Bay's here. I'm going to give you a red microphone. Yeah. Yep. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Welcome home. We are, this year we have a special category for best producer of a lady's tea. <laughs> and the award goes, and the award goes to Annabelle. <laughs> And so what we're giving her is a chocolate Oscar. Annabelle, thank you so much for what you did. It was like an incredible amount of work, and we appreciate you. And I know you're giving all glory to God, and that's where it all belongs. But, and thank you, ladies, also for taking part and taking a table and doing such a beautiful job. So God bless you all. Thank you. You may be seated, and God bless you. We look forward to next year. Let's stand together as we continue to worship our Lord and Savior.
Thank you, praise team. If you have a story, you need to tell it to people. This may be the very last opportunity this coming year or even before this year, the new year gets here to tell them the wonderful story of Jesus and his love. You may be seated. Thank you all for singing. Thank you for leading us in, in the worship to the Lord in song. Another year has come, and a brand new year is upon us. So break out the new smartphone calendars, the day planners. We got calendars. By the way, if you didn't get one, they're out on the back table. And grab one. Dan's waving it back there. So uh, it's all brand spanking new, beautiful, nothing written on it yet. It's not all cluttered up. So get it while you can. Out with the old with the new. So kids, I need your help. Before you go to class, uh, ask the boys and girls, come right down here to the front if you would. I appreciate it. And I want to ask you a couple of things and tell you a couple of things and show you a couple of things. So come on down. All right. Good to have you boys and girls in God's house today and all the time, every time you get here. So good to have you here. How many of you had a good Christmas? Let me see your hands. Do you have a good Christmas? Have fun? All right. How many of you have, how many of you have pets? Okay. So what do you have? I have two kitties. Two kitties? What's their names? Furry and Polka. Furry and Polka? Flurry. Flurry and Polka. Flurry. Yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Two birds, two cats, and how many brothers? Two cats and one kitten. Okay, a cat and a kitten. I saw them the other day, actually. What do you have? I have a pet fish. A what? A pet fish. A pet fish. What's, what is, does he do any tricks? No. Does he swim? Well, that's a trick. That's a good one. We've got two puppies. I've got slide one up here, so if we got slide one. Okay, the one on the right is Puppy Sue. That's my puppy. I've had her for 15 years. She's getting really, really old. <laughs> Don't say anything, Margie. She's getting really, really old, but I love her. And, and the one over here is 13 years old, but she thinks she's a puppy still, and that's Susie Q. Now, I always tell people that Puppy Sue is so well-behaved because she's my dog, and Susie Q has issues because she's Miss Pat's dog. <laughs> So to prove it, I took another picture, slide two, and that's their eyes. It's a blurry picture, I know, but it's kind of scary, too. So, so my, my puppy Sue is on that side with the green, and the red ones are, you know what? So, yeah, so you know what we did? We always get them something, and, and we have these things. We're talking about out with the old and in with the new. This is one of their toys. Would you hold that for me? <laughs> Let's see. Here's another one of their toys. Would you hold that for me? Is that supposed to be a one? Well, that's the other part of this right here. <laughs> Would you hold that one for me? Okay, never And we got one more here. I'm, I'm not sure what this was in its former life, but immediately... The dogs go for the squeakers. That's the first thing to go. They, they will disembowel the, the new dog. So these are what they have. And here's what Miss Pat got them for Christmas. Here's one right here. Does it squeak, Mama? That's all I have to do, and they come growl. I, I have to get out of the way and throw it down unless they sacrifice me. That's a new one. They love that one, too. So which is better, the old or the new? 
The new is better. And so you know what? It's kind of like this is the way we are before Jesus comes into our life and into our heart. And when we, Jesus comes into our heart and into our life, then we become brand new, new creations in Jesus Christ. And so new is always better than the old. So always remember that. I appreciate so much you helping me with this. And you kids get to keep those toys. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you so much for the blessings you give us. We pray your blessings on these boys and girls. And God, teach them the word of God, that they hide it in their heart, that they might not sin against you. Bless the teachers as they teach in Jesus' name. And all the kids said, amen. amen. God bless you. Thank you. And go ahead and go to your classes. There you go. Yeah, you don't have to keep them if you don't want to. <laughs> you don't want it. You don't want it. Look, you can't give it away. I'll tell you what. All right. Very good. Here we go. Okay, so in this message of talking about out with the old and in with the new, first of all, we'll talk about the new birth. First Peter chapter 1, verse 23 says this, for you have been born again. Your new life did not come from your earthly parents because the life they gave you will end in death. But this new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. The old birth was the result of corruptible seed. Now, there's nothing wrong with the marriage intimate act of union between a man and a woman. There's, that's not sinful if they're married and in a covenant relationship. Not sinful at all. Uh, but what he's talking about is, is our seed was corruptible. We were sinners by nature, and we had sin in our DNA. That was part of us, uh, the, the old nature, the old sin nature. And so uh, everyone is born to die. It's a sad thing. Bobby just experienced that. Darlene just experienced that. Others, no doubt, of us have experienced recently or maybe a while back uh, or, and maybe this coming year, it'll be the time that we experience it. But everyone's born to die. From the moment we're born, we begin dying. And, and we, we continue to grow as long as there are more new healthy cells being created than there are old uh, cells that are damaged that are, that are dying off. So the moment we're born, we begin dying. Uh, the new birth is a result of the living word of God being conceived in us. Uh, so it's a, it's a miraculous rebirth of the spirit. We believe that we're a threefold being. We're physical. We're mental, emotional, uh, however you, psychological, however you want to say it. And we are also are spiritual. The spiritual part is dead. We're born with the physical part and with the life awareness part. But the third part uh, that is spiritually dead must be born, must be brought to life. So it's born again. And when we are born again, then we live forever. And, and it's hard. this is a hard concept for me to, to understand, but I am right now in possession of eternal life. I'm not going to get it someday. I'm right now in possession. And if you've received Christ as your personal Savior, you right now have eternal life. You, they, the, the promise is we shall never die. If we have Christ as our Savior, we shall never die. So you say, well, preacher, that's what about my loved ones that we just got home from burying and so on? Well, the physical body will, but the life awareness, the, the soul, what we sometimes call it, or the spirit that's within us, never dies for a child of God. There is the second death for those who reject Christ and are not born again. But for those of us who put our faith in Jesus Christ, we have everlasting life, present tense possession already. So that's a spiritual birth. I wonder if you've ever wanted a second chance on something. There have been several times I've wanted a second chance or a third chance or a fourth chance. 
or on and on. Uh, how many, I wonder if you've ever wanted to live part of your life over again, avoiding mistakes that you had made in the past and live for God instead of maybe for self. Well, you can through the new birth. You can't change the past, but we can change the future uh, by how we live our lives right now and by what we uh, commit to God right now. What better time to do so than when we enter a new year? Your life can be like a brand new calendar, not all written up, not all smudged up. Uh, John 1, 12 says, but to all who believe him and accepted him, <clears throat> he gave the right or the power or the authority to become children of God. We are his offspring by the second birth. You can even have a new name. Revelation 3, 12 says, and they will have my new name inscribed upon them. So here's what I want us to do. I, I, I preach about the new birth all the time, so it, it's the most important thing I'm going to talk about this morning, but I'm going to spend the least amount of time on it uh, because I talk about it every single week. So here's, we're going to do something kind of different here. I want you to bow your heads. If you would, just out of respect for those around you, bow your heads just for a moment. If you are not certain that if you were to die today, you'd be in heaven tonight, and you would like to make sure of that before December 31st is history, so I, then I want you to pray this prayer to the Lord. <clears throat> I want you to seek him and, and pray something like this. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know I'm going to, my body's going to die one of these days. And I believe my soul will live forever and ever, either in heaven or in hell. I believe that Jesus died on the cross, paying the price for my sins. I believe he rose from the dead on the third day. So I want to put my faith and my trust in him for everlasting life. I want to possess eternal life beginning right now. Please be my savior, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, at the end of the service, I want you to grab one of these, and I want you to fill it out. In fact, we have a, uh, I think we have a picture of this up here. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, right there. That's the connection card. And uh, on the back side, go ahead and you fill out the name, but on the back side, becoming a follower of Christ. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to fill this out and turn it in. Uh, I won't hassle you. I won't bother you. I won't embarrass you. I just want to know that you've received Christ as your Lord and Savior. Be sure to mark that. And then to pick up, uh, and there should be some blue bags on that table by the uh, I think they're in the book rack over. I see a blue bag down on the floor there, I think. So uh, be sure to grab one of those. And if there's none there, you see me after the service, we'll get you something. Second thing I want to talk about besides uh, the new birth is the new walk. And this is important. This is flesh versus spirit. Galatians 5.22 says, but when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us. What kind of fruit? Love, real love, not lust, real love, joy, peace, Patience, peace, this world needs peace today. Patience, uh, God give me patience, give it to me right now, that kind of thing. Uh, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Herein is no conflict with the law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Maybe you've been a part of a ceremony, uh, which I think is a beautiful ceremony, where people have a cross brought into a, 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 a meeting room, and people write down their sins without signing their names and fold them and then take them and actually nail them to the cross. It's a beautiful symbol 
of what we do when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. It's as if we take our sins and we nail them to the cross that he died upon. And in doing that, uh, walk away and leave them there. Don't take them with you. Don't take them back down off the cross and take them with you. Leave them there. Ephesians 4.21, since you've heard all about him and have learned the truth that is in Jesus, throw off your old evil nature. I like that. Throw off your old evil nature and your former way of life, which is rotten through and through. It's full of lust and deception. Instead, there must be a spiritual renewal of your thoughts and attitudes. You must display a new nature because you are a new person created in God's likeness and righteousness, holiness, and truth. I worked in a, in a hospital a psychiatric hospital when I was going to Bible college, and one of the treatments they used to give back there was the full, uh, the full electroshock treatment. Uh, it, it was it was just an incredible, uh, incredible thing, uh, and and people would come out of that not remembering sometimes not remembering family members, not remembering who they were, where they were, uh, what was going on. Uh, you know what? God wants to do something better for you. He wants to purify the mind that you have. He wants to, he wants to run it through uh, the sieve and take out all the debris and the lust and the uh, unrighteousness and the sinfulness, and, and, and he wants to give you a new mind. So throw off the old evil nature that is a result of having a, an evil way of life and listening to that old mind. Colossians 3, 5 says, so put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Put them to death. Have nothing to do with sexual sin, impurity, lust, and shameful desires. Don't be greedy for the good things of this life. That is idolatry. You used to do them when your life was still part of this world, but now it is time to get rid of the anger and the rage and the malicious behavior and the slander and the dirty language. Verse 9, don't lie to each other. For you have stripped off your old evil nature and all its wicked deeds. In its place, you will have clothed yourself with a brand new nature that is continually being renewed as you learn more and more about Christ who created this new nature within you. It's the difference, folks. The old nature and the new is the difference between darkness and light. Uh, now, I, I've pastored for 50 years, thereabouts, uh, I pastored and was in ministry before that as youth pastor and so on. And people used to tell me, uh, they'd come up and say, I'd say, hey, you're going to be there Sunday night for the service or Wednesday night for the service. Say, oh, pastor, I, I don't get out and drive at night anymore. And I'm like, I was a kid and I was thinking, what in the world's the matter with them? Why don't they want to drive at night? Now, you know what? People say, what are you going to do Sunday night? I'm going to stay home because I don't get out much at night. <laughs> Because it's scary out there. It's dark. I told my granddaughter was there for Christmas, and, and she said something about what was I doing the next night or whatever, and I said, I, nothing. I, I don't go out. I, it's scary. And she kind of looked at me. Like, What's the matter with you? I had to tell her later I'm not really scared. Well, I am a little bit, but not, not a whole lot. So it's the difference between night and day. Revelation 13, 11 says another reason for right living is because you know how late it is. Folks, we keep talking about the fact that Jesus is coming back, and he could come back any moment in, in, a, in an instant in the twinkling of the eye, and time is running out. 
Paul said to the church at Rome, wake up for the coming of our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. It's a whole lot nearer for me. It's like, it's like almost 70 years nearer than it was when I first believed. Uh, the night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So don't live in darkness. Get rid of your evil deeds. You see a pattern here? Get rid of them. Throw them out. Uh, mortify them. Render them dead. I mean, it's action that we do. We're not saved by action. We're, we're saved by grace through faith. But there's a lot of action that ought to take place. There's a lot of works that ought to take place after we become born again. So get rid of your evil deeds. Shed them like dirty clothes. Clothe yourself with the armor of right living as those who live in the light. We should be decent and true in everything we do, verse 13, so that everyone can, dis- can approve, rather, of our behavior. Don't participate. Hey, this is great. This is, for, this is for December 31st of any year. Don't participate in wild parties and getting drunk or in adultery and immoral living or in fighting and jealousy. But let the Lord Jesus Christ take hold of you and don't think of ways to indulge your evil desires. Old nature, set it aside. You've got a new nature. Old lusts, have new desires. Old wine, substitute for new wine. Old songs with new songs, the songs of the Savior. Old master with new master. Old habits with new habits. How about starting the habit of reading the Word of God every single day? How about starting the habit of having prayer every single day? And start out maybe having in prayer at meals. And, and by the way, do it at restaurants. One time we were in, uh, we, we pray at meals all the time, but, and we notice other people that are praying over their meals um, we were in Kentucky at Porky Pig's Barbecue Place. <laughs> Don't knock it. It's good stuff, man. <laughs> and we, we had several cousins there and, and so on, and, and we all bowed our head, and we had a word of prayer, and we got ready to go. We got ready to pay, and the lady said, someone paid it for you. Said they saw you praying, and they wanted to pay your lunch. So I pray extra long and loud now, but <laughs> doesn't doesn't work in Coronado. I don't know. <laughs> Old habits, new habits. Old vocabulary, new vocabulary. It's okay to cuss like a sailor when you're a sailor, but don't cuss like a sailor when you're a born-again child of God. Uh, old haunts, new haunts, new places. Old creature, old, uh, old creatures, new creature in Christ. Old friends, new friends. However, this comes with a caveat. If you get saved, don't desert your friends and make them feel like they're not good enough to be around you. You are the beacon of light in their lives. You just write them off uh, you, you've done a disservice to the cause of Christ. Uh, so be light to them. Jesus ate and drank with sinners, but he didn't sin with them. That's the difference. He ate and drank with sinners, but didn't sin with them. Romans 6, 14 says, sin is no longer your master, for you're no longer subject to the law, which enslaves you to sin. Instead, you are free by God's grace. You become what you feed. If you feed the flesh, you're going to be worldly. If you feed the spirit, you're going to be spiritual. You're going to live for God. So um, so new, new, whole new way of living. And then number three, new goals. Philippians 3, 13, no, dear friends, I am still not all I should be. Who's speaking here? Anybody know? Book of Philippians. Paul, the apostle Paul. The apostle Paul said, I am still not all I should be. That convicts me. The Apostle Paul used of God to write most of the New Testament through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. And the one who, who planted churches all over Asia Minor 
the one who uh, is maybe one of the top three characters in the entire word of God, one of them being Jesus Christ himself, if he says, I'm still not all I should be, who are we? Who do we think we are? He continues. He said, I am focusing all my energies on one thing. This is a good thing right now. December 31st, forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead. I strain, he says, I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us up to heaven. So Paul had some past goals, didn't he? If you're familiar with the life of Paul, one of his past goals was to imprison people like you and me. Imprison people who are believers in Christ. Stop Christianity. Silence the gospel. He was a Jew. He was a a solid conservative Jew. He did not believe that Christ was the Messiah until he met him on the road to Damascus. Those past goals were to put an end to this new religion, he would call it. What are your past goals? What are your goals before you were saved? Do you remember what they were? Was it lust for immorality? Was it craving for liquor or drugs? Was it a desire for fame, fortune, power, prestige, achievement? I I remember one time going to an electronics store in National City, and he had a really nice car sitting out front, really nice car, and it had goal three. And I said, I know what your goals are. He said, what? I said, I saw your license plate. He said, what what do you think they are? He said, your first goal was get your business going. He said, yes, sir. He said, your second goal was get a house. He said, that's right. So your third goal was get that car out there. He said, you're right. What are your goals? What were your goals? Paul had to forget those things, and he said he he would strive to reach for the new things that God put in his life. Do you have a new set of goals since coming to Christ? Here's some suggestions. Uh, Watch the clock. I know you're watching the clock right now. When is he going to get through? (laughs) Um, that's not what I mean. Ephesians 5.15 says, see that you walk circumspectly. Walk carefully. Be careful where you walk. Uh, not, but as, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time. Our days are few. Have you figured that out yet? Uh, when we were young and you know, in our 20s and 30s, we were bulletproof and stupid. And at some point, we realize life is going to come to an end on this earth. And one of these days, we're going to have to deal with the eventualities of it all. Our days are few. James said, how do you know your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is as the morning fog. It's here a little while and it's gone. I get up in the morning and sometimes I look out across the canyon uh, toward Imperial Beach and I don't see Imperial Beach and I don't see Tijuana. I don't see anything because I've got a, a, a fog bank that's right there. And it's just, it's like a whiteout conditions. Uh, but you know what? Not too long, the sun comes out, and then this fog and this vapor lifts, and it's gone. That's the way our life is. And the days that we have are evil. They're, they're plagued with difficulties. They're plagued with disease. They're plagued with disappointment. They're plagued with broken hearts. They're plagued with all kinds of violence and, and other things. So, so watch the clock. Be careful. Redeem the time. Walk the walk also. He says to walk circumspectly, which means deliberately, accurately, with precision, with care. Make sure your footing is solid. And the only way you're going to make sure of that is if you walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. Make sure that he's a foundation that does not crumble and crack and move away. And he, will be, he will keep you steady and, and firm. Why, then watch, walk wisely with faith, obeying God's commandments, applying his principles to our lives. Uh, third thing is win, redeem, win the time, redeem it. 
Prioritize your life. Live with a view to eternity. Realize that we're going to answer to God for that which we do here on this earth and what we don't do on this earth. So grow, grow, and sow. Uh, get in Bible studies. Join this ladies' Bible study, ladies. And uh, we're, we'll be starting another Men of Resolution uh, pretty soon. And, and we'll have the men's Bible studies uh, once a month with the prayer breakfast. And you have BSF on Wednesday mornings, ladies. And you have uh, Navigators on Tuesday. Get in. Get involved. Uh, make some friends and, 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 and be accountable to each other and learn how to grow. Have some goals. Be baptized. If you've not been baptized, scripturally baptized since you got saved, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? We, we'll, we can clear all this off. We'll get all this off. At the, it'll be gone for next week, and I'll fill that thing full of water and, and put you right under. It's, it's no big deal. I've done it lots of times. I've only lost one or two people. That's all in, in all these years. So get it done. It's a matter of obedience. Am I going to obey the Lord or am I not in 2024? Uh, attend a Discovering First Baptist Church class. If you're interested in maybe becoming a member, <clears throat> we have those. We'll schedule those when we get enough names. So let Julie know I'm interested in becoming a member of First Baptist Church. We'll have a class. Uh, get into the Word of God. Pray. Attend church. Give generously of yourself um, and just have goals that are honoring to God. We make all these goofy uh, New Year's Eve resolutions, right? Stuff we don't keep for about 15 minutes or more. That's about it. So I, this year, I'm gonna, I, one of my resolutions, I'm going to gain 15 pounds. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my main one right now. So, so how do you do it? Be dissatisfied with your progress. That's what Paul was basically saying, right? He was dissatisfied with his progress. He's, he, he's not, he wasn't sad. He didn't say, I have arrived. I have done it, man. I have, I have rung the bell. I have hit the home run. I am, I am such a super Christian. It's incredible. Don't do that. Be dissatisfied. You're never, until we are like Christ, we're never through attaining and trying. Secondly, be delivered from your past. Don't let your past define who you are right now. I, I know you go to AA or something. I know you, I'm, I'm so-and-so, and I'm... Uh, I'm a drug addict, or I'm, I'm an alcoholic, or I'm uh, into pornography, or whatever it is. I know you name it, but can I ask you to modify it and say, I was? And you don't have to be anymore. You don't have to be anymore. I know it's a st continual struggle, so I don't want to de derail you from that, but be de delivered from your past. It's, it's easy to be hindered uh, by what happened that you can't ever change, but again, you can change what's going to happen by how much you commit to the Lord and how closely you walk with him. Past guilt, past grief, past glory, past grudges, don't live in the past. You got a great big windshield in most cars. You got a little bitty rear view mirror. You know? Don't concentrate on the rear view mirror. Concentrate on looking out at the big picture in front of you. <clears throat> Learn from that and go forward. Uh, baptism, communion, serving God, telling people about Jesus Christ, <clears throat> telling them how they can be born again. Number three, be devoted to a purpose. I think, I think when next to my salvation, the most amazing thing that happened as far as affecting the tra trajectory of my life was God giving me a purpose, a purpose, God calling me to a purpose. I would not want to work a job that I didn't feel like I was accomplishing anything. 
I wouldn't want to go home after eight or nine hours and say, well, what'd you do with nothing? Nothing that made any difference. I am so thankful I have a purpose and a reason for being. And guess what? If you're a child of God, you also have purpose and reason for being. If you're not sure what it is, figure it out. Ask God about it. Paul had a goal. He fixed his mind on that goal. He strained to reach that goal. He wanted to, Our chief of police here in Coronado is retiring. I don't know if you heard that. And he's a great chief of police. He, I can tell you now, he just finished, is this on the air? He, he finished a course from Dallas Theological Seminary. He's, uh, he's, he's a Christian. He meets uh, for Bible studies and so on. And I, I'm going to really miss uh, Chuck Kay. So be praying for the next chief of police that we get, that he'll be a good guy. But, <clears throat> but he's finished strongly. He's finished without a, 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 a bad uh, record of some kind. He's finished, I don't know if flawlessly is the right word, but he's finished strongly. And that's what we ought to all have a goal to do. Because we have a purpose, we reach that purpose for the glory of God. Be determined in your process. God wants to do great things in us. God wants to do great things for us. And that future, that can begin right now. Too many of us try to enter the new life with an old agenda. I got an experiment for you. Go home today, look at your calendar for last January, try to live this coming January by last year's calendar. It's going to be a mess. It's not going to work. The days don't even fall on the right days, you know what I mean? So you're going to be, you're going to be a mess from the, the get-go on that. How silly it would be to try to do that. So out with the old. Why? Because no new birth, you have a lost soul. No new walk, you have a lost testimony. No new goals, you have lost rewards, and people die without Christ. The new year will not be what it can be if we walk the same old path in the same old way that we walked getting to this point. Putting on the new, the salvation, the separation, the dedication, the joy of living for Christ uh, will get us where we need to be, right in the center of God's perfect will. Then one day, everything will be new. Isaiah said, look. I am creating a new heavens and a new earth, so wonderful that no one will even think about the old ones anymore. Can you imagine that? My wife loves sunsets. She, I am so thankful for digital photography on the phones because she would be killing me with developing film if we had to go back to the old film. She, would, she takes hundreds of pictures in, probably in a week. I mean, just all, all kinds of things, plants and sunsets, but she loves sunsets, and we have some beautiful ones. And, and they're amazing, and she's got a whole repertoire of them. You can go back and look at them, but you know what? Isaiah said, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, one of these days, these that we see here and enjoy here, I'm sorry, Pat, they're nothing. They're going to be so incredible in heaven. Now, a new heavens and a new earth, so wonderful, no one will even think about the old ones anymore. Let me close with this. How many remember Sharper Image Stores? How many remember, does anybody else remember years ago they came out with a life clock? Does anybody remember that? Am I the only one that remembers that? Makes me wonder if I really saw it. Uh, <laughs> okay, the life clock was a device sold through Sharper Image Stores, and it, was, it would tick off hours and minutes, but it was no ordinary timepiece. It was triangular in shape with a digital display, and it had a unique feature whereby the owner of the clock would enter his or her date of birth, a computer chip would then figure out and calculate based on actuary tables how much time remaining in the owner's average life expectancy. You could literally count down the seconds in your, in your life. It's no longer carried by sharper image. 
it was never a big seller. <laughs> I think they sold a lot of, uh, you know, uppers uh, after that because it's very few people are interested in watching their demise, uh, and counting down their life before their very eyes. I wonder what my life expectancy, I think about this a lot. It's another thing, Margie, when you get old, like me, if you ever get old, you young thing, you, uh, you think about when's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? Where is it going to happen? I've always kidded. I, I hope I just drop dead in the pulpit. You know, I think that'd be a dramatic invitation. Uh, somebody step over my body and say, if you want to get saved, come forward right now. I don't know, I, but one of these days, one of these days, I don't know when, when, how, or whatever. I'm praying real hard for the rapture to take place. I'd rather just take off in the rapture than even drop dead on the stage here. So, but anything can happen any given day. Accidents, illness, tragedy can cloud any prediction of one's lifespan. But what's important to embrace is the fact that the Bible says, make the most of your time. So as we approach this new year, just hours away now, how are your relationships with family? That's so important. How are your relationships with family and friends? Are there any health issues that need to be addressed? Is there any project you've been putting off that needs to be done? In professional football, a disproportionate number of points are scored in the last two minutes of each half. Now, someone who figured this out said, those four minutes make up slightly more than 6.5% of an entire football game and yet they yield more than 25% of the points scored in an average game. The reason for the scoring barrage in those precious four minutes is the urgency that teams play when time is running out. They play harder. They play with more determination. When my wife's ready, she wants to watch something, and I'm watching a football game, I, I give her an update. I said, honey, it's going to be over in 15 minutes. She laughs and laughs and laughs. Half hour later, she says, how much time left? 13 minutes. <laughs> Other half hour goes by, 11 minutes. I mean, it's crazy. So as we gaze into the new year, there's only one truth that's abundantly clear. We're all moving closer and closer to the day when we'll make our final curtain call and the exit the grand stage of this physical life, but we will be ushered into an eternal life that is in the heavens. Maybe your life clock is going to hit all zeros this, this year. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> Approach the future with urgency. Embrace each day as a gift and make the most of the time that we have. God is so good. He provides everything we need in this life and in the life to come. Let's give him glory and praise right now in prayer, should we? Father in heaven, we adore you. We love you. You're amazing. You loved us when we were unlovable. And even now, sometimes, too many times, I'm afraid we're unlovable. And yet you love us with an everlasting love, unconditional love. Doesn't matter who we were, who we are even, we can come to you and receive forgiveness. Lord, we love you. We thank you for giving us life physically. We're thankful for giving us life spiritually, Lord. And if anyone's here and needs to receive Christ as their personal Savior, may this be the day they do it. If anyone here 
has been putting off for whatever reason being baptized, may, to, may they come forward today and say, Preacher, I want to be baptized at the earliest convenience. Let's go ahead and take care of it. If you're leading someone to join the church, help them to come. If you're leading someone to come and make things right with a loved one, family member, a neighbor, a friend, then I pray that they would come right now during this invitation. And we give you all praise, honor, and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand? Praise team is going to sing a verse or two of invitation. If you need to come for any of the reasons I mentioned or any other reason, you just need prayer for something, you come right now. My wife is right down here. I'll be down here at the front. We'd love to pray with you and make that commitment to the Lord. So as our praise team sings, come ahead right now. of being at First Baptist Church is having all kinds of people come through, whether they're visiting, whether they're new to the area or whatever. One of the sad things is when people move away. And I'm going to ask the Wong family if they would come stand right down here in the front. Uh, come ahead right now, David and Kim and Abby and Johnny. And from 2015, when Pat and I first came here, the Wong family has been faithful. They've been here all the time. And... Uh, I think I have a slide I want to put up there. If you would put that slide up. Uh, it's coming, right? There it is. Abby. Abby made this Christmas. It's a beautiful Christmas card. And she did. I'm going to see about making that and making some cards for next year because I, I love that. And Johnny made a Christmas card for me, and I appreciate that. And we're going to miss these folks so very, very much. And they're, they're not moving a long ways away, but it's going to be, is it Tierra Santa? Okay. So we need to pray for them, that God would lead them in their new direction, their new home, and that they would glorify, continue to glorify God and be faithful to him. So I'm going to ask people to come down here. We're going to lay hands on them. We're going to pray for them right now and ask God to watch over them. Um, Patricia, would you, would you lead us in prayer, please, and pray for... David, Kim, and family. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for sending this family to First Baptist Church. 
Lord, we love them. We are going to miss them, and we just pray that you would bless them in their new home and in their new church. Give them great friends. Give them all the supply, all their needs. Lord, I just thank you that we will, they're not so far away that we won't see them from time to time, but we pray your blessings on each one of them. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you, David, Kim, Abby, and Johnny. We love you. And uh, let's give them a hand for being faithful guys. God bless you guys. Thank you for being at First Baptist Church on New Year's Eve. God bless you. And I will be doing a ride-along. Please don't be someone we have to arrest tonight, okay? God bless you. Have a great Lord's Day.